0: What's up, everybody? Welcome. I'm Guy, and
1: that's John. We're live on YouTube, or not live, however you're consuming it. I mean, alive, live, but just not live. Currently live. Podcast, currently. Uh, for eternity, hopefully. The thing will just be up there till the end of time. And um,
2: echoing through the uh, through the galaxy. Do uh, you have a Tito's Toast today, John? I do. I, I saw this on the interweb earlier today, and it's going to go to Jamal Adams, oh. who several weeks ago... Went pretty viral for being really mean to someone's wife or girlfriend who by no means was like, I mean, just a normal looking closer to good looking than by any means like ugly. And he tried to take a shot at her. And since he has been an utter disaster, I mean, the Niners treated him like he might as well have been, you know, you tell Kyle, John Middlecoff is playing safety back there this week because watching the game last night, I was like, I didn't know he got injured in the Niner game. I thought he was healthy. Turns out he was a healthy scratch, and he was going to be inactive, not because of any knee injuries, and I think Troy even mentioned that. You know, he's missing a night for a knee. No, he was a healthy scratch. And last night, Monday Night Football against the Eagles, which, what a great place to have Monday Night Football. That that place is, that's a cool, cool environment. He not only wasn't on the sideline, he didn't show up because uh, they told him he wasn't going to play. I would say... If you're going to go at someone's wife for something pretty innocuous, like you got lit up, everyone gets made fun of, it's pro sports. You make $15 million. You're supposed to be one of their better players. You're clearly not. To then, your season unraveled to like two weeks later in a must-win game. Pete fucking Carroll, a defensive guy, I would say beside like Belichick, probably the most famous defensive guy in the last like 25, 30 years, who's also a head coach, inactive – deactivate you and you don't show it's that's hard to shake that and where where's he rank on the payroll on that team has to be pretty
1: high yeah maybe dk1 him too yeah so with tito's toast to
2: pete or jamal adams on that one career it feels like it's kind of over because okay the the other thing is when you do stuff like this listen if i can get a crappy player for cheap i might take a flyer I, i don't mess with guys that don't you know Are you just a complete front runner? Like you get a little adversity, right? I'll give the Eagles like Sean Desai. I always think this Like I don't have a problem with the Eagles demoting a coordinator, right? Like you demote players all the time. Why? You know, you got to handle it. It's always coaches actually typically handle it worse than players. A lot of the time, like storm. Oh, well, no, you bench guys all the time. It's part of sports yet. You get demoted and let's not act like they demoted Vic Fangio or something. Right? the Niners felt like pretty close. They just didn't have another option. But to me, a player not showing up like that's that's pretty embarrassing.
1: That is. So we got a couple different types of Tito's toast today. There's John's for Jamal Adams, and we do the Tito's toast because we're sponsored by Tito's Handmade Vodka. John, my Tito's toast today. Um, you know, you said it's, Kyle would target him like you were back there playing. You might be back there playing for uh, Will Compton's team. I don't know if you saw Will Compton put together his all white roster. Uh, one of the funniest videos, uh, I think I've seen on the internet, and and it, it, I went and did two pieces of research after I watched it. We're, we're better than you think, huh? <laughs> well, w- the problem is, John, I want to give a Tito's toast to uh, his names like Cooper or Connor DeJean because he's going to be the one. Good luck to Cooper or Connor, uh, who's at Iowa right now and uh, may or may not be entering the NFL draft. That I, I, uh, the projections are if he comes out, he could be a first round corner. He's the guy that had that crazy punt return against Minnesota that we thought was the walk-off. And then there was a penalty. didn't count. That's this guy. So, wait, he's a corner slash punt returner or electric guy. Co- correct. Um, didn't I didn't know that. Well, I only looked him up because Will Compton said there's a corner at Iowa. That's going to have to be the corner for the white team. And I'm like, that, he must've made that up. So I looked the guy up and sure enough, he exists. So I just wanted Tito's toast to him a Cooper or Connor. Um, He's going to have to cover Tyreek and AJ Brown. So good
2: luck. And Debo uh, and everybody get, who's go good. get him. <laughs> go get him. Do you remember when Christian Leitner 92 got called up to the dream team? Yeah. We're going to need a better effort from this guy than Christian gave us in the dream team. Right. That's right. That's right. Uh, they, the, the dream team used to always have like one college guy and he was their college guy. He did have McCaffrey going both ways,
1: which I, I don't think that's necessary. I think we could find,
2: you know, safety for sure. This guy also think, plays safety, so. Yeah, like, I, I think where it gets, you know, and this is what Will talked about, and he's right, like, where do the Polynesians and the Islanders fall? Because if we get to claim them, then, like, healthy Hufunga, we got you him know, and Harrison Smith, we got two safeties. If I, I would
1: argue they should get their own team. And they might. I mean, they, that'd be pretty good. They got good Tua. People. They got Puka. Yeah. You probably could put together Mine line play would blocks. be fantastic. Yeah. Dino, Funga, I mean, LBs wouldn't be a problem. No, maybe they'd, they'd be. Okay. Who's there? Uh, I think, I, I think that we Lolo would be their tight end. I, I think, I think we get them.
2: I don't know, man. I don't know. It, it, Who's there. Do they have another receiver? Uh, probably have some tight ends running backs. They definitely would have a few. Oh yeah. Talapapa, That guy from UW last year. I remember him. Is it was well, like, well, like, we got all the coaches.
1: <laughs> well, I, I don't know, man.
2: Tomlin or Mike McDaniel? Uh, I, you'd have, you'd go Mike McDaniel because the offense would be. Or Tomlin's the head coach McDaniel calls the plays. Pretty stacked. I mean, they're, they're just getting, I was just thinking like, God, they get Trent Williams. Tanay <laughs> Sewell. Yeah, they're, they're, their line would be pretty good. Well, that's the thing. Was Panay Sewell Islander? Like, do we get him? Yeah. No, I, I think the Paul, I think they get their own team. Well, to me, if we get the Islanders, our, our line would be deep. It'd be like Panay Sewell and the Eagles mulata guy. Like, who are we picking? We got two sweet left tackles. Lane Johnson. Our line, Kelsey, would be very, very good. That would not be an our offense, we'd be fine. Tight ends, as Will said, we got all of them. <laughs> Well, I texted Will Blackman. Did you see his tweet? No.
1: He's Will like, Compton's funny. Will, no, Will Compton, but Will Blackman retweeted Will Compton because he's like top five funniest team in my life. And he goes, he go, Will Blackman said we get Max
2: we get Max Crosby. Yeah, because he did you see one time on uh Raiders Twitter he almost said the word yeah. people, people <laughs> <laughs> so I did see that yeah the thing is we're so deep with pass rush play, that wouldn't kill us. Vita Vea. yeah, but Tua gets the ball out in
1: three point three. You know, I don't know. If, I don't know. If, I don't know if the white team can beat the poly team, John.
2: We, we get the polys. I don't <laughs> think so.
1: Yeah, we do. We do. I don't. I think there's a third team, yeah, and then you make like a fourth team of like you know like the Ryder Cup, like all the other international. Anybody yeah. with you know you're not good enough for one of the three teams, but you've got like your grandma is from Germany or something you can go play for the international team there can be
2: a That Jamal Adams would have to claim something like that to get him. <laughs> I
3: mean
2: I can't <laughs> I can't that's I'll give Pete credit. I think they could handle Pete like I don't think Kyle would handle stuff like that well. Like I think he would just tell you never show up again. It's on Jamal Pete. Adams. Yeah, I think Pete's a little more versed in like, yeah, if you want to show up next week play special teams, you're cool. We got That's right. Open.
1: Pete would not even Pete wouldn't even address the team. No. Pete's Pete's less weird that way. Could it Robbie asked on the stream, could you put together only redheads? Would they get
2: a squad? One thing, Tommy DeVito out. would be like the international quarterback, right? In my years being single, and I don't know if this guys are less likely to do this. A lot of women out there, a lot would be strong. Cause I would say the redhead community is still niche. Uh, relative to you know blonde and I would say brown would you say brown would is the predominant hair color in America brown yeah I'd say for white people yeah uh, sneaky sneaky some girls have red hair that you don't know because they you know change the color well, okay and my question for girls would be we have a lot
1: listening uh is that is it harder to color red hair feels like it would I, be but I don't know why I don't because I don't think it no I don't No, think it, it doesn't matter no all right.
2: Uh, <laughs> where do you want to start? Tito's handmade vodka. Last night, you know, whenever there's a, a big independent game, non Niners, Maria always looks at me and goes, Who should we root for? <laughs> like Ravens, Jags. I'm like, Honestly, doesn't matter. Probably the Ravens, so they're not coming off a loss. Yeah. You know? yeah, but, yeah. but ultimately, I, it doesn't matter. Last night, it was like Seattle rooting for the Seattle Seahawks because they're irrelevant in the grand scheme of things, you want them to lose this game. I even saw Jerry was quoted on his morning radio show that he thought about going to bed, but said, like, something weird could happen, and he said, I've never been so happy in my life. Jerry Jones. (laughs) Jerry Jones watching at his house. So it it is cool when you're rooting, and she's like, I feel weird rooting for him. I'm like, you just got to do it. That moment and Drew Locke's reaction Mm post-game, I was watching, was as genuine and cool, like, that, that's just a cool moment. And it was, you do see, and this is why when Zach Wilson is cut, clearly I think Seattle likes Drew Locke more than the, the Jets like Zach Wilson. But when you have talent, like I'm talking sweet arm talent, and, and clearly Locke has matured more, like this guy's going to be in the league for a while. Like that drive alone, I mean, what's that worth? An extra three years?
1: <laughs> yeah, two throw. I, I would say also his self-confidence, right? Like he's got something that Zach Wilson just doesn't have. And right now, at least, maybe Zach had it once. But when you saw a lot come off the field and slam his helmet down, and I, I couldn't even, he cussed so much, I couldn't even tell what he was trying to say. I was like, God, this guy, which was always the thing with him, right? You remember that video early in his career in Denver? Young yeah. <laughs> like, like they're just, you know, the saying, I love, you love it, you use it a lot. Like, he just got some shit to him, which you need because you're going to fail a lot. Like in life, you're just going to fail a lot. And, um, you know, he's he's on a team with talent, no doubt. Like they were they were in that game in part. Their part. receivers are sweet. <clears throat> he's throwing in a double coverage to DK. And then Smith and Jigma made a great play. But yeah, I was I didn't think early in that game, you know, it's whatever it was, 10 nothing, And then it's almost tied. It was tied for a second. Then Philly takes the lead. I just did not I didn't think they had
2: it in them. But Philly is just a shell right now. That's part of it, right? I I was thinking last night that I don't go to as many games, really. Rarely, I don't go to games much at all anymore. But like when you go to a game, especially like a Sunday night or a Monday night, like a primetime game where you know the rest of the country is watching in the NFL. Because even in college, if you go to the biggest game, people are watching other games. Like anyone watching sports last night is watching Monday night football. But yeah, the game could be shitty. Your team could lose by 20. Your team could win by 20. It'd just be a not a memorable game. Or you just get to be one of those 65,000 people last night that for the rest of your sports fandom, if you live in that area, that has got to be one of the most legendary moments in the history of the franchise. Like a walk-off touchdown, drive the field, go at 90, one time out. Especially if they make the playoffs, right?
1: Yeah. Drew Locke, nobody showed up knowing they're going to watch Drew Locke yesterday.
2: Yeah, so it's like, yeah, I I remember when Drew Locke led us on the 90 against the Eagles, right? Think about when you had that. Yeah, when you had those tickets three weeks ago, you're like, oh my God, we're going to get beat by 50. Right. Yeah. And then they flex it to Monday night. You're like, well, it's Monday night football. Let's go. It'll be a little fun. Right. And then you just, that crowd, I I think this partly, I wonder why they flexed it because they know like it'll pop on TV. Like they'll truly care, especially Seattle's still going to be, even if they have a couple losses, they're still going to be in the mix and it's the Eagles. And that was a night where it was hard, especially in the second half. Is like The game was just legitimately close just because of the score. Th- that's a great place for a football game. And I, I texted you this. I texted a couple of people this. Listen, I-, I-, I give them credit. It's very hard to get shit built in California if you don't have the money, and Jed did not have the money. If you're going to go Stan, if you're going to go Joe Lacob, like you can just force Will your place somewhere with the money. But they didn't have the money, and they built where they had to build, like, Listen, I, I don't even live there anymore. It was a pain in the ass when I lived in Walnut Creek. If I lived in Sacramento, I would hate it. I, if I lived in Palo Alto, it'd be fucking incredible. But it's the worst stadium of the division. It just is. I mean, Seattle is a pretty special place when it's when they're good. Do you think it's Arizona, a good stadium though? Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. I, I think it's I think it's just fine. It's not it's by no means as shitty as it was once talked about. It's fine. But you have Arizona's, which is in BFE, does hold every major event ever. Always. What's the E I mean, stand for in BFE? Bumfuck Egypt. Egypt. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and so to me, and listen, Arizona can look a little weird, but when it looks right, I, I thought that, and maybe it was the Niners, I thought that game popped on Sunday. There. John,
1: I, I think it's there. I was, you texted me that during the game, so I was watching the game, like, thinking about it. I think it's the way their stadium, it just looks like you are, surat, like, completely serrated, because it's like it goes up, it's just... It looks the way a basketball final four looks when they play it in a football stadium. They're hosting just, it this year. There's just people everywhere. It's just
2: incredible. It look it looks really good on TV. Final four's going there. The final four's right. well, go. gonna look it, sweet. this year. So Seattle's pretty special place. And SoFi to me is the most remarkable stadium I've ever been to. It's the modern day Jerry Jones. Mm. It's it, it should be. I mean, it was five billion dollars worth of stadium. Yeah. yeah. And it it's just can I tell you
1: it, something? I think
2: I'm think Arizona- not trying to shit on Levi's. Levi's is fine. I've been to a lot of games. It's gr- it's grown on me. But it's just a good stadium division.
1: Yeah, you just – I mean, it's honestly three of the best. I think Arizona on television is better than L.A. Now, I've not been to L.A., and I think it's great on TV. The lighting just looks really good on television. I'm talking the, the
2: inside experience. You're right. On,
1: on I TV think TV – okay. I think TV Arizona looks – awesome yeah, maybe it's it just because i've watched so many big games there and i think levi's looks really good on television too and now they, they got good and it's like the atmosphere is great and it became a home field and you know all of that
2: listen people this got to give our boy mark davis jerry jones in the league vegas one sweet
1: vegas is, i've been to that stadium uh and it is awesome it's badass it's really great i'm not being to la if somebody told me and i've been to jerry world and it's also awesome but it doesn't quite feel like as as just about football, as Vegas feels like everything's tighter. Maybe I'm wrong. It just feels yeah. like the crowd's on top of you.
2: Well, in Vegas, they did legitimately build a football first. They, they have a million other stadiums to host events, right? That's, it, it wasn't, Jerry was about 365 money. Even, let's face it, even the Niners, I mean, they, they probably make more over the course of the year, hosting WWE and Taylor Swift and U2 or whatever, that they do football. Not that football doesn't make them a ton, but I'm just saying it, it, it went, Part of building that and getting them to finance it was everyone involved, right? It was it was the total package of the stadium. Same yeah. thing with LA. Same, same thing with Arizona. I, the Vegas thing is just it feels like football. It feels a little smaller, right? Isn't that if kind it, of yeah. the thing? I, I I yeah. I don't know if that's
1: that that is how it feels. Yeah, and I think Arizona has that too. But but Arizona on TV feels tight in terms of everyone's around the field. But it feels like there's if you told me there's a hundred when you watch on television, look like there's a hundred thousand people there. They've got yeah. like that big wall, kind of like um. Uh, the Florida Gator stadium where there's like a big wall and there's like people all over it and it just i don't know feels sweet I'm but worried. um niners will not be making money at Levi stadium in the first week of the NFL playoffs in all likelihood they'd have to choke at this point to not be the one seed uh kind of takes a little of the juice out of the ravens game cuz they can lose that game but you know as we've seen They with do them, need to they I choke i they need two of the next three wins if the eagles win out So you're saying it's not a choke if they were to lose the one seed somehow? Well, I'm just saying, like, They'd have to lose to Washington or the Rams. Like, that would feel like kind of a choke, right? If they were to lose to the Ravens and lose
2: two of the last three? True, but if they – so they're at 11 and the Eagles are at 10. My point is, if they win, yeah, one more, they'd be at 12. And if the Eagles won out, they'd be at 13. So that would be the difference. I'm just saying it is – it's not as big of a lock. It's not like they only have to win one. Their last three games. I mean, I'm just saying, like, yeah. what if the Rams have to win and get in? That game's really hard, and obviously Monday night's going to be really hard. Well, so this- even if you know, the, the Washington game is a throwaway, I always hate those road cross country. They got nothing to play for in between two real games. That that one I already got fucking red flagged. The second you
1: lose to the Ravens, if that's what happens, then then you lose any buffer, right? It's all gone in a heartbeat. All of a sudden, you're back to big-time pressure games.
2: Well, you lose to the Ravens, it's easier to get up for the Washington game. You beat the Ravens short week. Like, that game's a little weird. That's all I'm so saying. then you lose you that game, then you
1: have to beat the Rams. You're I'm not you saying
2: you lose that. it, but I don't just look like, oh, the Niners are going by 40. That's not the way the NFL works. Yeah. Look at look at Washington. They were getting their ass kicked by the Rams, and all of a sudden, I looked up, it was 28-20. It just... These Bad guys are humans. I, I just think this is gonna be a, like an Eagle type week. They'll take it really seriously. There's then it's during Christmas. It, it, I could see if, if you beat Take Care of Business with the Ravens, I, I just I just know the ebb and flow of the NFL because I know yeah. the way humans think that like traveling across, how do you get up? It's just it's a weird spot. I, I'd rather have it be Ravens, Rams, Washington. I know they wouldn't, they don't like doing you, that. You
1: think then Washington's like one, two, three Cabo?
2: One hundred percent. Yeah, I think it's an easy one for Ron. Like we're all getting fired and cut. You better go fucking. This is a good opportunity for anyone whose contract is up. To you know, it's just an easy one to get up for. It's like their yeah. Super Bowl. It is, and, and and maybe they're already one, two, three, Cabo. Uh, the one thing about the Niners, I would say, because
1: c- I agree with you. I mean, a lot of logic there. I I don't think this team loses to bad quarterbacks. You know what I mean? Like average quarterbacks. Maybe, Again, I'm, maybe not, I'm not. I'm not saying play.
2: loss. I'm just well, saying
1: weird. Yeah. Was the Arizona game weird? Would you qualify that as weird? It was getting weird when Ronnie Bell <laughs> fumbled, wasn't it?
2: <laughs> it was getting weird.
1: Yeah. Uh, Did you think that angle was definitive,
2: that his elbow was down?
1: It I thought hard. so. I didn't understand what Charles Davis – I'd never heard the explanation Charles Davis was giving. His hand was up, so it wasn't a fumble.
2: But I, I thought his whole forearm was down. That's what I thought,
1: which makes you down,
2: right? Charles Davis, nice guy. A lot of my NFL friends think he's terrible, mm. but – I don't really need to expand from there, but other than I, yeah, they just, they don't really, and he feels like he calls a decent amount of Niner games over the years. Yeah. I mean, is see uh, the number two is number two CBS game? Yeah. Whenever they play in that spot, he just kind of finds his way. I, I just feel like I've heard Charles Davis a lot in the Kyle Shanahan era. Yeah. For, as he's, as he's gone up the totem pole, the Niners have gotten good. Again, I, I got no like, personal issue with him, I, And I honestly, most announcers now I'm so numb to it. I don't even care. Uh, bad, good, whatever. everyone's like. Rich Eisen sucks. Like, yeah, I'm just watching the game. I'm, I'm barely even fucking listening to what he's saying. Imagine getting up at six Pacific and having takes on the Euro the Euro broadcast. <laughs> well, he, but he did. Rich did one of the Saturdays because obviously oh. NFL Network has three of them. So they're throwing like Chris Rose I mean, did the first game. Yeah, they're, they're not play by play guys. It's it's hard. It's Chris, but I actually think Chris Rose like easy listen. I don't know Christine if he's good or listen. not, yeah. but he's just like it's just an easy. I like hanging out with Chris. Rich. Yeah, I think was a little clunky. He's always complaining, like, commercial breaks. Like, Rich, where do you think all this money comes from? Wait, he complains guy? about commercial breaks on the broadcast or on his radio show? On the broadcast. It's like, Rich, what, what, what do you think – why do you think any of this exists? It's like when newspaper guys started complaining. Like, you understand newspapers is just a conduit to get advertisers, you know, their money that's paying for everything? Like, do we know – that? You, can we take a step back and look at the business as a whole – especially Rich should know it. He, he's in the business from a radio standpoint, but he was just, he was a very negative that way. on like going to the breaks I didn't, uh, what game was that? That would have been S- Steelers Colts. Maybe it was a second oh, game Saturday. Okay. okay. Uh,
1: Jared asked if the Niners beat the Ravens and Washington, will they sit players against the Rams? We talked about this the other day, a little bit. You didn't think you thought they'd play guys a little bit in that. Well,
2: if they win the next two, right, they would have yeah. clinched. Yep. Correct correct so they they their magic number i love magic numbers in football because it's like in baseball you plan every day it's like two well they gotta wait like and it's know, always 17
1: days the, the magic number also factors in like your opponent
2: losing right yeah yeah that's the thing like whenever they show like how seattle makes the playoffs like 17 different scenarios i'm like how do you just i'm not even there yet obviously he's got to keep winning uh what, what was your question Oh, sit uh, start w-
1: if they if they clinch the one seed, would they, what do you think they do week 18?
2: I think they would strategically sit some guys. Uh I, I could see them giving like do a purdy, like a preseason. You know, like Trent's down, Bosa's down, the Armstead, Hargrave, anyone that has any question, down, down. Uh Charvarius, if you like, just like why even risk it? Just keep him. But like Debo gets some reps, maybe IU get some reps, maybe Kittle down, Fred Greenlaw. It'd be an easy one to put down, but like maybe you just give Purdy, you know, a quarter and then give Sam Darnold three quarters, not out of the realm of possibility. You just start Sam Darnold and maybe yeah. have a gallon up. I, I think that would be on the table. Yeah. Uh, I, I think for sure. I, I would bet my life savings. 71 would not play. Then if I think 71 play, doesn't play then 13. Yeah. Th- I think you can play him. He's played with a bunch with the other guy, especially if you're only gonna play him a quarter. It's more just to keep the rhythm to me 71s in his own category. He's older. He's clearly you're very dependent on him like your team is dramatically better. I think it's easier to like Debo and some of those guys, even Kittle, like get some reps, right? Run a couple of plays, get him out of the game. You can 20 t- 20 touches for Christian. <laughs> you know, you just feed Ronnie Bell and and Mason. Yeah. Uh type deal. Christian would be I you probably treat him in theory, but that's they wouldn't. Maybe Kyle's trying to win him an MVP, week 18, trying to get him 28 touchdowns.
3: Yeah, Prize Picks is where it's at. Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app with more than 5 million users. I've been using it and telling you about it for months. It's the most fun and exciting way to get it on the action while you watch your favorite sports and players. We're not going to talk about my Otani Less season long pick quite yet. On his home run total. You just pick more or less of two or more player stats for a shot to win up to 100 times your cash. For example, this week on prize picks, you can go Anthony Edwards, more than 29 points, and Nikola Jokic, more than 10 rebounds. Playoff time is the time to join because star players mean more on prize picks. Keep an eye out for the starred players on the board, and you could receive a 10% payout boost. If they're in your winning lineup, so right now download the Prize Picks app and use the code HAM50 for a first deposit match of up to $100. Prize Picks code HAM50 first deposit match up to 100 bucks. Prize Picks pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Butcherbox.com/ham and another special deal: free for a year. You get salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for a year, plus an additional 20 bucks off.
0: Yeah, somebody sent me an uh, MVP thing. They said, uh,
1: not sent me, actually. This was a comment on a YouTube that I screenshotted. Um, this is from Jonathan. He said, uh, look at all the running backs that won the MVPs. Those guys all scored more touchdowns than their quarterbacks those years. LaDainian Thomas and Sean Alexander, Marshall Falk, Terrell Davis all scored more TDs than their quarterbacks in MVP seasons. McCaffrey isn't going to do that with Brock. It's not even close. LT had 31 touchdowns. Philip Rivers had 22 that year. Sean Alexander had 28. Hasselbeck had 25 touchdowns that year. Marshall Falk had 26. Kurt Warner had 21 passes. Terrell Davis had 23. Same as John Elway's, 23 touchdowns. Right now, Brock is 11 touchdowns, if you count rushing, ahead of McCaffrey. Interesting kind of historical
2: there on the argument for, for CMC. Yeah, it, well, obviously, he's not going to catch Brock, but I, I do think you get to 26, 27 touchdowns as a position player. That's pretty freaking remarkable, right? It shows you how great the offense is if the quarterback throws 34, 35, and you have 20, 26. Now, right. obviously, Christian accounts for a lot in the passing game. I mean, what's he going to end up with, 10 passing touchdowns? It's pretty, you know, because he, he has 13 and 7, I think, right now. Mm-hmm. So... And where I think Moser's a good example, where I think the majority of his touchdowns of his 20, which is, to me, the craziest stat of the year. I think it's like 17 or 18. Eight, 18. Are so, rushing. I mean, he's a true running back. McCaffrey really is. You know, like Coward, I saw he had a take. He thought he was the most talented running back of all time. I think Marshall Falk in his prime or LT in his prime are doing, like those guys, I, I just put them right with those guys. To me, those guys are. I mean, those, that's hollowed ground. I mean, I, I think Lorenzo would say the LT is the best player he ever played with or saw. And LT was pretty fucking good. Yeah. And obviously, so was Marshall. Christian's just like those guys. He just feels better than everybody else because of how dominant he is doing everything.
1: You know, it's crazy. I mean, And Kyle Juszczyk called him the best player he's ever seen. I think he called him the best player he's ever seen. I think called him the best player he's ever played with. One of those two best player in the Christian league. Christian
2: said that Trent was the best player he's ever played with and seen. And then Trent said, no, Christian was. So it, it, we do gotcha. a lot of that with the, a lot of like circle jerking with And each McCaffrey other. said
1: that Brock should be the MVP and Brock said McCaffrey should be the MVP. Yeah. And Kittle picked one and Fred picked the other one. Feels like Kittle and Fred got together and he decided we'll each pick one of the guys and um, advocate for them. Uh, I The crazy thing with Christian, we talk about it all the time with quarterbacks. Like, man, if, what would have happened if Rodgers had gone to the Browns instead of the Packers or whatever? Here's McCaffrey, who would be the same guy, kind of, right? If he he was the guy on the Panthers. So he's not like he got better necessarily by going to the Niners, but I just, I think it just shines a light. He's like, was 50% as appreciated on the Carolina Panthers. Like if he just played for the Panthers his whole career, the numbers would still be incredible. People would still say one of the greatest players I've ever seen, whatever. I don't think, you know, the level of appreciation for him has gone through the roof since he became yeah. a 49er. It's pretty incredible. It's been, a, you know, 14 months or whatever.
2: I mean, it's got to be one of the great trades in 49er history, NFL history. Right? Well, it's I mean, just thinking off the top of my head, Steve Young probably is the best trade in 49er history, given that they got one of the top 10, 12 quarterbacks of all time for not much. Yeah. <laughs> Cash. <laughs> It, it, but I also think that was off season trade. You could say there's a little like in season trade. It's got to be up there as one of the best ever. Yeah, because there are a lot of draft day trades that are pretty lucrative over the years to an individual team. Um, uh, you know, I, th- I think the the Rams. There was a sliding door moment. The Rams are very. I watched some of uh, the coaches show. It just came up on my Twitter timeline. I think JB Long like had retweeted it. No, well, they're playing on Thursday. So instead of McVeigh, like obviously he's working, they sent less need. It's the only reason I watched and they just, you know, this, they have like six guys from the draft class starting. And he's like, listen, we've had good draft classes before, but a lot of our teams were just like ready made. It's hard for a young guy to play like the Niners. He's like, this is kind of a unique team. We just needed these guys. Now, we were going to sink or swim, like if they could fill the spots, be good or not. And we've been lucky and they've, we've coached them up and obviously Sean, the staff. But like those guys got an opportunity to play. I, I do think the Rams, because they had to reset. He's like, we didn't have a choice. We had to reset the franchise kind of financially. That trade, they would not have been as good if they would have gotten rid of those picks because a lot of the guys they picked are playing right now and starting at different positions. And the Niners, like it worked out for both teams. You know, and I think same thing. Obviously, it would have been it would have been wasted on the Rams, you think? I do, because I don't think they would be as good missing all those picks and just having McCaffrey because running back that Kieran Williams guy is not their problem. He's actually a pretty good player. Yeah. And obviously I'm not saying he's Christian, but like in the 49ers, it, it just I think it worked out for both sides perfectly. And say no different than the Stafford thing, deal. Which honestly the the Detroit gets credit on that because they offered the same basically the same package, right? Two ones and Jimmy, two ones and golf, and they chose the right quarterback. Yeah. Detroit having the faith in
1: golf. Yeah. Which I wouldn't have had. So you give them credit. And you no. know, you could argue that Stafford might be better with McVeigh, like is just the that's a better fit, Stafford and McVeigh than uh, Kyle good. and Stafford.
2: I, I think looking at the Rams schedule, you know, they play Thursday night against the Saints. Okay. So they win that game, they're eight and seven. Right. Then they get the Giants. There's a decent chance they're nine and seven. And when you kind of look at the, you know, the teams, they would probably at nine and seven potentially already be in the playoffs. Now we'll see how it plays out with you know, that if they beat the Saints, Saints, you know, are fighting an uphill battle to Tampa. there Tampa seven, has eight. a big game this week. Minnesota plays Detroit twice they, and the Packers. They easily go one and two. They're probably done. The Rams might be in the playoffs by that game. There's a chance if, if they win these next two. And, and to me, then I, I would not be shocked at all if they're just in. Like they would rest Aaron Donald and Stafford because the 7 6, the line, like I, I don't think they would push it. I think there's a decent chance if they're in. Uh, Seattle
1: plays Tennessee this week because they have the same record as the Rams. Win. Um, Then they play the Steelers and where'd their schedule go? The Cardinals.
2: So they probably got two wins in them, don't they? So you could see three NFC
1: West teams in? I'd say that the NFC West teams, when you could just go Rams, Seahawks, New Orleans... Vikings. I think the
2: Rams and Seahawks are the best two teams of that group. I think the Vikings are going to be out. I think they're just going to struggle to win games with Nick Mullins against Detroit. And I would say that between Tampa and the Saints, like if the Saints lose this week, I think they would, they'd have some issues because if the Saints lose on Thursday night in LA, their next game is, is Tampa. So. You know Tampa technically could win this week, win next week, and just kind of knock the Saints out and be the be the, uh, you know be the representative for the South. Yeah. Which, if I was a betting man, I would probably lean Tampa over the Saints. Feels like they're just playing better football. Sneaky big moment for Derek Thursday
1: night. Plus forty two. Did you see the stat today? He's the third quarterback ever. You see the stat? Who? Derek Carr. It's like, uh, God, what was it? It Was like third quarterback ever, three thousand yards of each passing in each of his first ten seasons, or something like that.
2: I think was the stat. Does that sound right? Could that be a stat? Well, he held all the Raiders records for yards and touchdowns, and it was ten straight years of three thousand yards. Uh, It's it's something like I'll I'll find
1: it here for you real quick. Uh, one of three QBs in NFL history have 3,000 passing yards each of their first 10 seasons, joining Hall of Famers Peyton Manning and Russell, Hall of Famer Peyton Manning and
2: Russell Wilson. Safe to say, obviously Peyton in a different universe than both guys. And I watched Russell for a long time. He's in a different category than Derek as well. It does show you there is something to just like, he's just available a lot. And yeah, plays. Also,
1: the games change like Uh, we have a listener, Matt, who sent me this stat because we're we're talking about MVP and he DM'd this to me today. He said, the MVP award has been awarded to a quarterback who had the best record in his conference nine out of the last 10 years. Nine out of the last 10 years, if you have the best record or tie for the best record in your conference, that's what the MVP has been. The previous 10 years, only four quarterbacks that fit that category won the MVP. And that kind of goes in line with you know, I think you probably got to a point where it's like, God, this guy, this guy's got 13 wins. And, you know, you think about what quarterback stats on the best teams look like the last decade. It's like 48 touchdowns. That's what makes this year really weird, right? You're not going to have a 45 touchdown guy, may not have a 40 touchdown guy. How, when was the last time we didn't have a 40 touchdown? Like, I got, is this going to be an all time low in the 2000s? Probably it's not bad in year. the 2000s, but it's a bad year. It's pretty crazy. So if if
2: McCaffrey can't win MVP in that year, then it's those guys will never. Yeah. Well, I think that's win. the argument is it's, and this gets the Heisman. It's just, it's become a quarterback award, which is kind of stupid, but not, I mean, stupid in the sense that it's not truly an open award. Yeah. Right. Cause it's not. Also, the game has changed
1: in a way that kept running. It's not like receivers
2: were winning the award
1: before, right? No. Like receivers weren't winning the award. Running backs were winning the award. Yeah. Thomas gave us a 10 spot to say, is Baltimore a 3D chess game? Does Kyle pull his punches, try to set things up for a potential Super Bowl matchup? No. I think he tries to win. I don't think it's Kyle. Like I was thinking this, would Kyle ease up on Armstead or Hargrave because Seattle beat Philly on Monday? I don't think so. I don't think Kyle thinks like that at all, right? If a guy NFL people,
2: but yeah, but I yeah, I just don't think it's a football mindset. You just play who's ever healthy, and you're playing a team that runs the ball a lot. Now they just lost their star running back, the young kid, but uh, but I just, I, NFL coaches like the Super Bowl. Kyle's not even thinking about like the Ravens in two and a half months. You, you just to me, there's a kitchen sink game for both teams trying to get the one seed. You do everything humanly possible to get it. I mean, if the guy's ready to play, he plays. If he's not, he's not. Like, Gino didn't play last night because they were, like, hoping to win it with Locke. Clearly, he's not healthy enough to play. I, I just think the NFL is that simple. If you're healthy enough to play, you, you just... Charvarius. like, hey, I'm 90%. I can't rip it. You go. That's just... I was listening to... Uh, Ty Dunn on with Strauss. Mm-hmm. And he was saying, you know, rumor... You know, people have always said that if played for Andy in Kansas City, part of the deal there, it's like... Uh, you just kind of everyone knows you just kind of got to play injured, and I was thinking like it's kind of the NFL. <laughs> like you, you want to keep your job, you want to make this money. This isn't like everyone healthy all the time. Sport. You most think Mahomes is worried about
1: up. his job, and that's why he does that?
2: Is what? Mahomes is part of it. Like Mahomes plays hurt all the time, right? Yeah, but I I think I think it's easy to like pick on an individual. I, I bet if you went around the NFL, most guys. Like, think about the radio industry. Why does no one ever want to take any of it? You never want to give up the mic. You never want to give up your spot. You're like, I can't afford to, you know, if I'm Burford, like a couple couple games, on a right guard. What if they fucking just, I'd never be the starter again. And then all of a sudden it's like, ah, I was going to get in a contract extension. Now I'm hoping in free agency I get some money. Like, things change fast. Right. You never want to give up your spot in a sport where there are a massive amount of people at every other position. Right? It's one thing at quarterback, once you get established, most positions when you're not a quote unquote star, you miss a month, and that guy looks pretty good. And you're like, wait, this seventh rounder, this, this is our starter making five million, this guy makes eight hundred grand. This saves us a lot of money for the next three years. We can trade this guy. So I, I think all these guys on every, you know, the Ravens actually historically are, you know, like the Niners used to be, injuries left and right. Like, whoever's ready to play, we'll play. That's just, but that's just. I think why football is just thriving because baseball, just every individual game does not matter in basketball. It's like their players don't even care half the time in football. Everyone cares all the time, even on shitty teams, like the giants this week against the Eagles, you know, the giants right now are doing everything as a coaching staff. And once they start practicing, they'll do everything humanly possible to beat the Eagles. And, And they could, right? That's football. Weird things happen. And that's just usually the way the sport works. It's why the games pop on TV because you can watch a random Bears-Browns game. It's like, God, this feels like both these teams are throwing haymakers here. And I think it's a lot of job security with both coaches and players. We talk a lot about it. Even when I scouted in the NFL, like you're talking about the draft in like October. The coaches are not paying attention at all. And the players don't give a shit about who you draft, (laughs) right? Because a lot of time that means someone replacing them. And that's why, you know, in football, everyone's just the team, the coaches, the players. Like even John Lynch is kind of balancing both. He's meeting with his college scouts. He's talking about contracts. Kyle, his coaching staff, and the players, just like every other team, even the shittiest one. The fucking Panthers just won a game in front of 10 people. They paid 45
1: cents. Baseball and basketball are marathons. Football is a sprint. Ask yourself which one you'd rather watch on television: a 200 meter or a marathon. Like, have you ever watched a marathon on TV? Uh, no, I don't think so. I mean, maybe it's like all oh, the Boston Marathon. Let's catch a minute of that. But maybe but that's the thing. It's, maybe. it's not the
2: Olympics. Maybe I guess their season. I guess if you count training camp, is similar to the other seasons. You know, six months. So it's a long time, right? Right, but it feels like a sprint. Feels like train. a sprint, because yeah. because that sport is a mar-
1: because those other two sports are marathons, uh, and you can afford to lose four, five, six, seven, eight games in two weeks. The default is understandable. You got a little tweaked groin. You're the default is you rest in baseball. The default in foot in basketball is you rest. Right, baseball you cannot come back into a game, and a guy like does a little limp down the first base line, the fourth in, like get him out, get him out, get him out, get him out, get him out. Get him out. Right. Football, the default is the opposite. The default is you play because we. Who
2: knows if we don't win this game? Well, look at Purdy. He got body slam like WWE wrestler on the ground. You're like, he's got a concussion. His helmet gets slammed into his face. Stinger. Two plays later, running back on the field. And then is that? Like, that's the most NFL thing of. Yeah. I mean, that to me, like, I'm not saying that's the worst injury of the weekend or whatever, but that is just very sim- symbolic of just NFL. Whereas, like when Debo got hurt in Cleveland, and I'm not saying it was an NBA injury, but it felt very like, wait,
1: what? He's just out. What happened? That was very baseball, right? Like, you know, uh, folks, uh, Middlecoff uh, is not returned to right field here in the top of the fifth inning. We'll have to check on him. Uh, He struck out swinging uh, a few minutes ago on a curveball. It looked to have grabbed his oblique,
2: but we haven't seen him, Uh,
1: and that's it. You know, and then he's Middlecoff's on the IL for two
2: weeks. Yeah, then two weeks later, you know. Uh, We haven't seen Middlecoff even around the stadium the last 10 days, but the general manager talking to me in the dugout before the game said, you know, he's progressing nicely and hopefully just a couple more series and we should see him back in action, hopefully in about two weeks from now. And that gives him the next three months to help excel and and get his uh, all-star level play back up to speed.
1: That's right. He's, uh, he's he's going to ramp back up in
2: Rochester for the next month while he's buying single-A guys. There's the just no urgency spread. in any of that. That's, and that's <laughs> another thing that, like, the NFL just pukes urgency. Like, last night just felt felt like a playoff game. I mean, yeah, it kind of it, was. It, 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 yeah. it, it, it's like flexing. Let's face it. They got it right. What now, was the, the Monday night game that flexed out? Uh, Patriots Chiefs in New England. Yeah, they got it right. Yeah. And listen, nobody like fans did not care. The the media complained a little bit. And I think the coaches complained like players don't even about getting flexed. Just the option of flexing Monday night games. Yeah. Yeah. Where like the, the other thing the NFL does better than everybody right now, they're the most fan friendly. Like we benefit the most, the people that sit on the couch on TV. And that was a move that like, yeah, some people complain. We don't give a fuck about your complaint. This is for the fans. Think about well, right now. The vast last- majority
1: of people aren't out-of-towners coming to games who have to change flights, even though those
2: people are legitimately inconvenienced when they do. That. Tiny percentage, I yeah. bet. Except you for know, some places. But. but in Seattle specifically, I would imagine is a oh, lot cool. of people within the general 60-mile radius area that were yeah. in attendance last night. Mm-hmm.
1: Also, you're doing it at this time of year. You know, People waking up for work at 6 a.m. on Tuesday, December
2: 19th. I don't know. It's not seven days a week right now, but these – this, like, two-and-a-half-week stretch feels about six nights a week of NFL football. There's a lot of NFL football coming at you right now. Thursday, yep. Saturday, Sunday, right. Monday. Three games Monday. Yeah, and and a lot of games on the random days. Like Give Good. you a couple Saturday, give you three Monday. The Monday hey, games. Adam, hey, Adam Silver, go to the little kid's table. We plan on dominating. This is the second year in a row. The NFL is, has a stranglehold on Silver's neck. I mean, he's getting, nothing he, can be done, John. Well, no. Well, he tried. Well, actually, one thing to can stuff. be done.
1: Christmas needs to be on a Wednesday.
2: Honestly, I would just Tuesday, next year Tuesday. But I'd say this: Tuesday's a holiday too, Adam. I would just move all the games to Tuesday. This year, yeah, because Christmas gonna, will be on Tuesday next. year. You're gonna get just made fun. Ethan's gonna write an article about how you got curb stomped and you never had a shot. So you can you could have LeBron and Steph playing one on one. And it's not. Good. It could be fucking Lions Texans. It could be brands that you're just going to get destroyed. Uh, I'm just
1: looking. The uh, do we have some good? Is there like a uh, Tuesday bowl game? Not really. I mean, there are Tuesday bowl games, but nothing crazy that'll uh, you know capture the market. But it'll be one of those like, how does uh, Kansas UNLV football rate relative to the NBA the day before, right? Or Monday, there's no Monday games.
2: Which is smart. The bowl games, I if the NFL's going, take that day off.
1: Cause I because yeah, yeah. I was trying to watch Well, you can't do it on a Thursday. They're gonna play a lot of games on Thursday, but who is college football plays several bowl games this coming Thursday. Not not
2: this Thursday, the Thursday after Thanksgiving, after yeah. Christmas. But you could start kicking those off at like nine AM Pacific Standard Time, right? Uh try eight AM Pacific Standard Time. <laughs> See?
1: That's <laughs> the wasabi Fenway bowl, John. It's SMU Boston College at Fenway Park. It kicks off at eleven AM Eastern. If I was a league, I would treat
2: that entire week from Monday to Friday as everyone's at home, which is not obviously the case. People some people are gonna be working, but I think a decent percentage of people have just even just find ways to get home earlier if you are work. It's that that's an all time mail it in week from everybody.
1: Yeah uh what do you guys question here five bucks from glass city what do you guys think of having to play division opponents for the third time in the playoffs i'm not a fan uh it's better having two teams that aren't familiar play so you're talking about like reorganizing matchups not based on seating but if they're divisional
2: opponents it doesn't bother me at all Uh, well if you got if it turns out Rams, seattle and the niners are all like
0: the likelihood
2: the niners actually could miss them both huh? because They'd be the six and seven. They'd be playing like the Eagles and the Lions. Both those teams could easily lose. Mm-hmm. But it wouldn't be shocking if I told you Rams Eagles game one. Yeah. Rams Lions?
1: Could Rams go beat the Lions? Matt Stafford returns home. Stops they could. the Lions from winning a playoff game?
2: Yeah. I mean, that would suck for the Lions. Uh,
1: Eric says Clown Sirianni and the Eagles were in shambles without Big Dom. He was in the suite. They're now 0 3. Will they ever pick up the pieces and play good ball without the big man? Giants, Cardinals, <laughs> Giants is what they have coming up.
2: <laughs> you Troy was like, uh, he's like, you know, he could be on the field freezing his butt off, but he's he's moved up in the world in the C-suite next to Roseman.
1: <laughs> and he was like he's eating good. chicken nuggets. I think he said protecting Roseman.
2: <laughs> uh, that's, did you see the visual of Big Dom walking in the stadium with Jalen? No. You know, because I think Jalen flew – probably on Lurie's jet and yeah. I know it pretty clear Dom was with them or picked him up and then drove him to the stadium, which I think probably has happened because I bet he flew with the team. But yeah, I mean, they've, since the big Dom incident, it's all kind of unraveled. Uh, I Tom, do you think big Doms are pretty harmless. Like let's, let's get big Dom back on the field. Like it's, I I, I also
1: couldn't <laughs> believe they banned him from the field. <laughs> For like, the year. I know. I, I know. It seemed a little much to me. But, like, Super Bowl, I'm not going to let him on the field. The well, evening. I think it's re- regular season. He's allowed okay. back. Uh, Thomas says, my question was about Kyle's coaching, throwing the kitchen sink when you could see them in two months. Yeah, I thank you. Um, I think we understood. Like, I don't think Kyle holds anything back. He'll have a week. Before, I, I think the week off for the one seed benefits the Niners a ton. Like, Sirianni's not scheming. It. Sirianni's got nothing to do if he got a week off. Mike McCarthy would only get himself trouble into trouble with an extra week to prepare. So, you know, I think that honors will have.
2: Shanahan's got plenty of time to put in. Well, I would say, uh, I think about this: the Patriots, their dynasty, probably never gets matched in terms of the length. I, I would bet if we looked at the, the nine Super Bowl years, right, six wins and the and the nine law lo- and the three losses. I think they had a buy in every single one. They were the one or two seed, and that is this. This is not basketball or baseball, you know, or I guess baseball, depending on if you're the wild card or whatever. Basketball, everyone plays the same amount of series. Skipping a game in football when just something weird can happen, like you just there was a game last year, Mahomes rolled got rolled up on. Like you just or two years ago, you just never fucking know. It, it makes it a lot easier when you get a buy, and now that differential of the one seed and the two seed is that's a big freaking deal not even just for the home field but that extra pot. like because back in the day was there that big a deal the one and two like two was a big deal too right two was you a big got deal. A, yeah you got a home game you got a week off uh obviously if you know the one seed you had to go on the road if you were the two seed and you both won but it's it's infinitely more important now given the scarcity that there's only two teams total of the 14 to get the buy. I mean there there were 4 of the 12. I mean that's it's just it was that's pretty crazy. You could argue it's it's more fair now like you deserve you're the one seed like to get an extra separation. Uh, it's you could right the now it'd be a lock it feel like, right? It'd be good. it
1: also adds urgency at the end of the season. Cuz the, there would be less, or a little less urgency at the end, right? Like when there's two spots for everybody. Yeah. Uh, you play 33% less games, right? To get to the Super Bowl. That's like playing 13 games instead of 17 games. Because so the, seven, like the extra two teams
2: has diluted it a little, right? Like... Oh, without question. It was a pretty big deal to be like the six... seed. We've seen six seeds win the Super Bowl. Seven feels like a pretty big Hail Mary for them ever to make some noise, but I guess it's possible. Doesn't it feel like this year's a little different whereas like this? In this season,
1: it feels like the six and the seven are kind of the same, but that's not usually the case. Um, The Niners have been the one seed nine times, and they've made the Super Bowl five times with the one seed. So the Niners make it to the Super Bowl over 50% of the time uh, as the one seed. Kyle's had it once. He was in the Super Bowl. Kyle's had it once. He was in the Super Bowl. Four of their five Super Bowl wins were as the one seed. Harbaugh did not have it. Jim did not have it. So. Yeah, one seed. Niners are a five and a half point favorite right now over the Baltimore Ravens on Monday night. The over under on that game is 46 and a half. These are the top two defenses in the NFL. Pretty crazy. When you think about all the. uh, Frustrate like. You know, the Eagles are 20. The Eagles just replaced their DC. They're 26th in defense. Fine. That's what happens when you're 26th in defense. That is are second and like not far off behind Baltimore. And Steve Wilkes went through everything that, you know, they went through. They have a shot to be the number one offense and defense of the league this year. But what do you think of Baltimore?
2: Five and a half feel big? Feels probably about right. Uh, I I saw someone. the social media streets a gambling guy was like this is the uh, you know this is like peak tomlin and peak harbaugh spot as big Mm -hmm. underdog with a good team they're talking more to cover the spread like you just hammer the five and a half uh listen i i I think we're gonna it, it can't just be this easy right all their wins just come in ass kickings and obviously the games that were semi weird and close they lost it would be I think it'd be very refreshing to see them play a real team, have a tight game and win. It would make you feel better because it feels inevitable that something like that happens in a playoff game. It feels inevitable. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe they just beat everyone by double digit points. And they're just, I mean, there's a chance their first playoff game, right, if they're the one seed. And let's even say like the Rams or Seattle, like somehow upset one of those teams. I mean, they, they could be like a 10 point favorite in a playoff game. Yeah. I think a lot of people take them. What would be the
1: line if this is five and a half? What would Lions coming into Levi's, let's say, be seven Eight. and a half? Yeah. What would Philly be at this point? What would Dallas be like? Is anybody less than a touchdown? If the
2: Ravens are five and a half, and I think you'd go, wait, I get up seven points. They've beat these teams by like 30. Uh, yeah, the, no. the, what was the final score of the Cowboy game? Like forty-two to ten. Well, the Eagle game was a uh, uh, whopped. I just think you get to the point where, how do you lose? In a weird way, they feel, which is crazy because I mean they have a second-year quarterback who's seventh pick and you know last pick in the draft, a little like the Warriors, Kevin Durant, but it just there's still this element of like it can't be this easy. Because it's football, and they, they we've seen them lose some weird games. I think it would go a long way to just be like 21-21 going in the fourth quarter and find a way to win it, right, 28-24. Like you, that know, was, you know, they were down 24-21. Purdy got the ball late, like five minutes to go. Drove them on a touchdown drive, you know, with a minute 40 left. They kicked off. They played defense. They fucking won. They kneeled down. And that was the best win of the season. That Because I think you win 28-24 – where you're down 24-21 in the fourth, we're going, that's the most impressive win of the season. That's more impressive than beating the shit out of teams that you're clearly better than. I would say even and, if you And up, you'd be better than the Ravens too, but I'm just saying like to win that game.
1: Even if you're up 24-21 and just have to keep, you know, you got to pick up first downs, you got to score again. Whatever you got to do, yeah. You just clarified it for me. Brock throwing for 300 yards and four touchdowns in a 42-10 to 10 win over the Ravens. Is not what wins him the MVP. It's doing, it's, it's more the eye test, like that you just described. It's not about the raw numbers. He's got the numbers. Uh, it's more about like, hold on, is he going to go toe to toe with Lamar and make some plays at the end of the game that wins them the game? I think that would go further. Just listen to you talk here to winning him the MVP than like just putting up numbers in a game where, you know, Lamar's bad. Now, Lamar being bad helps Brock win the MVP too, but I don't expect Lamar to be bad. Uh, but that's the type of game that I think those, goes a longer way to winning him the MVP. I mean, what if Lamar throws three or four touchdowns and wins the game? He can win the MVP. <clears> yeah, he's third in the odds, right? I I think. What
2: do you agree with me? I think Dak's out. Dak's Even out though, yeah. yeah, okay. I went back and looked this morning. Back I didn't the think the Cowboys, in like two weeks, though, they go beat Miami, then they beat Detroit. Right. I think all of a sudden we go. That's clearly the second best team in the uh, NFC. You're right. He could still and, lead the league in touchdown passes. They could change the narrative pretty fast because of their next two opponents. Yep, you know th- they go in and they beat Miami by a couple touchdowns, and then they handle Detroit like that. That would be two pretty good wins. We keep yep. talking about like they haven't beat anyone with good records. Like even if they win those two games, both those two teams would be well above 500. Like those would be we good were games. we were saying that before the Buffalo game too, and they got beat by three 21 31 to 10. It
1: could have been 31 to
2: three.
1: Got their ass kicked, yeah. Uh comment here from Horseblood at five bucks. Your boy Cowherd now. 49ers run the ball the most because they don't trust Brock. Doesn't understand 50 50 ratio advantages strategically. I don't know. Do you do you know what comment uh horseblood is re- re- referring to?
2: No, they run the ball the most because their head coach loves running the ball. <laughs> well, here's a stat like I just Steph and Clay shoot a lot of threes because they're three point shooters. Like Kyle Shanahan is gonna run the ball w- w- no matter what, all the time. I mean, that's he when it's when his protege's leave and they don't do what he did clearly those guys told people when they were in the office like oh, Kyle can pass the ball more Kyle does not fundamentally believe like most of the league he has he has more in common with like Pete Carroll I mean he truly does like old school defensive guys who like truly believe like run the ball play defense like that's kind of Kyle's like core philosophy right yeah <laughs> and then off the run, once you know Do what I tell it hit, hit some big plays, and I'll have them schemed up because I'll take advantage of their weaknesses. Like uh. Debo thought Bradbury sucked <laughs> because Kyle and his coaching staff clearly hammered home we're gonna destroy Bradbury. And I'm not saying Debo didn't see it well on film, but there's no way on God's Green earth that those fucking that coaching staff and potentially led by Kyle in those meetings, we're gonna go after 24 relentlessly and they had like five or six specific plays because they did it to him and those guys hammered it home and then they lived it and i would say the last two weeks dallas and then last night he just can't you got no shot mm-hmm. but the crazy thing is sometimes like if it's an ambry thomas a young guy you understand like a tough position once you get to those higher paid guys like if Charvarius was just getting picked on non-stop you'd be like what the fuck you just you can't have one of your high pay corners getting picked on relentlessly. Or he's just or he's a liability. Right. And to me, he's clearly become a liability.
1: Uh I just wanted to show you this. I just saw this while we we're talking. This stat kind of related to that last question. Uh going around. The Niners are second in the NFL in passing yards and 32nd in the league in passing attempts. Um, this is like the 2016. Falcons, the Falcons, who that was Kyle's best scoring offense of all time. This is, I think, Kyle's second best offense of all time. It is Kyle's second best offense of all time. But that team was Kyle's number one offense of all time. (laughs) The, the, um, The Falcons were 26th in the league in passing attempts the year that Matt Ryan won the MVP. So, you know, it's and then you look at the efficiency numbers. Why would you be when you're as efficient as the Niners? Why would you be 10th? in the league in passing attempts look how good being 32nd is it's fantastic you're still one of the top passing offenses in the in the uh
2: in the country you know what's exhausting And i'm kind of exhausted with it is the mental gymnastics on this team it's <coughs> like jesus christ they're really good they're the best team in the league clearly when healthy uh if you want to vote for them great if you don't i don't really care well I- none of us arguing have a vote <laughs> i know it doesn't even matter I, I feel like it's still like 50-50 He wins because maybe people I, won't vote. I, I don't know. I know. I kind of feel like he's not going to win, but maybe. Yeah, I I pessimistic. I'm pessimistic. Same. If you wanted to vote for McCaffrey, I won't care. I just now. I, I also in the first say like winning an MVP. You know, in baseball, you split it between the league, so technically it's a little easier. I would say in basketball and football, it's a it's a pretty game-changing moment for your career. I'm the NFL MVP. I'm the NBA MVP. Look at the guys like, who win the award. Yeah, I mean, so I, I, I'm i obviously it's a big deal in baseball. But do you agree when you split the, the if it was just one guy? Y- I, you talk about it like it's just one guy when you introduce yourself. It definitely A-L-L-A-P. all feels
1: so legit when those guys win it. Right. For sure. Baseball, it's like, how could they only have one? It feels like there's not, you know, you need to almost.
2: But yeah, uh, it is different. And they split it with you know the pitchers and the player, you know, and in football. I guess there's a yeah. the defensive player of the year. Win, winning too.
1: the Cy Young is
2: better than winning the offensive player of the year award, right? Or the defensive yeah. player of the year award, I would say. Is it I, I think winning the Cy Young in a weird way is the most impressive award you can win. More than the MVP. In baseball or just in all sports? It felt like baseball for a long time, but I guess now base you know, guys win the Cy Young on shitty teams. No, no, no. no. Yeah. In in baseball. Like it's yeah, yeah, yeah. more impressive to win the Cy Young. Because I can find really good position players. Like the difference between the like an elite pitcher now, the gap feels like it's even widening, right? In football and basketball, you're you're just viewed as the best player. Basketball is a little different. Like you truly are the best player. Because in football, like is Brock Purdy the best player in the NFL? He literally could only play quarterback. There's no other position he could sniff doing. You know, like LeBron or Giannis, or even like Jokic can play like point guard. Like, Brock Purdy could do nothing. He couldn't punt, couldn't kick, can't long snap. You see the long snap from the Washington guy the other day? Football team or Huskies? Yeah, the football team. uh uh-uh. he. I mean, it was one of the worst long snaps you'll ever see. He got cut on Monday. Oh, okay. I saw. I mean, my time, like so and so got released. I'm like, why is this news? Yeah, because he he had one. It, it probably went five yards for it and it just started skipping, and it was bad.
1: Uh, yeah, man. I mean, Christmas Day. How many? What's your uh, last thing here?
2: Guess the rating, Niners Ravens. It's tough because I thought the Niners Seattle, like everyone would be at home, and that and maybe it's the Cowboys or maybe it's just that time slot is just ideal for the country. I wonder if the night on a holiday is not as crazy big as the potential if this was the day game. If you told me Niners Ravens was a you know a one o'clock Pacific kickoff that day. Would it be higher or, you know, one twenty five, like the game of the day? Well, let me ask you this. When's church? You know, as someone who's been three times his entire life, uh, I think a lot of people go on Christmas Eve. OK. Or is there, Christmas morning.
1: But you're not going Christmas I, Day Eve, right? Is the holiday kind of over by Christmas Day Eve?
2: Or is that the big dinner? Uh, I would say the big dinner for I don't want to speak for most people, but I will try would be Christmas Eve night. And then they're probably a pretty big kind of Thanksgiving time, you know, like Thanksgiving dinner. You don't eat at like seven, usually eat depending on when the food is ready. I would say between three and five kind of that window. Right. I, I would say Christmas tends to be that. So Christmas Eve, much bigger night. Christmas Eve. Less likely to have people watching TV. Why I think Christmas Eve, shitty game. It's like Patriots, somebody, Patriots, Denver. Okay. I don't think you would waste Niners, Ravens, Christmas Eve. So the better time slot of the two would be Christmas night. Because by by Christmas afternoon, people are pooped. You know, right. They're back home.
1: They're everyone's, you're not. You're not doing like a big family gathering Christmas Day Eve, right?
2: Well, definitely not at five five thirty Pacific right. or right, right, right. eight o'clock. Yeah, yeah.
1: So so is, is twenty
2: Christmas Eve, even if you're a big sports fan, if you have no you're like like not a Bronco Patriot guy. There's a decent chance TV. Some of the women and some people non-sport like we're turning the TV off. Yeah, yeah. You that's an easy one to give back. Like, right, I'll trade. I, you. I'd argue 2023 TV off.
1: You can just have the TV on and mute. It. Right? You can, but I, but it's an easy trade. Like, I'll trade you. I'll have it on all day. So the question is, is 24 million too big of a number?
2: Yeah, I'd say I'd say 24 to 28 range. Yeah, but like it's that that cowboy you getting over 40. Like I, I don't even think. I don't know if you know if that's possible. Thirty. Cow- do the Cowboys? What day do they play? Um, because Cowboys-, Cowboys Dolphins play. feels like have a chance to be a pretty big game. That game's on the twenty fourth. Is that a day game? One twenty five Pacific. I the- wonder if Christmas Eve ratings that Sunday is going to be a down day for the NFL. A lot of people traveling. Right. The Christmas Day games are good.
1: Kind of, Giants, Eagles, Raiders, Chiefs.
2: You got to do that to the Raiders, man.
1: I that does seem that does seem mean. You got gotta, you got to play Santa on. Uh, you got to do that
2: in Kansas City. In
1: Kansas City, yeah. It's more about what they're doing for the Chiefs.
2: Yeah, you, you want to feature Patrick? <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. On that note, anything else That's to add, mean, man? <laughs> Listen, I, I think. You could argue the Raiders season was made a little bit and rightfully so, anytime you have a moment like that on a primetime game, and you just you just put a knife in the throat of a division team. Who let's face it, Dean Spanos looks down at Mark Davis. You know, Dean Spanos looked down like Mark Davis needed him to make a move, you know, and you end him. Mm -hmm. That's that's that was a good moment for Mark, his self esteem ego. And he should. Like you making fun of us? (laughs) Look at fucking you. Yeah, Did him a there's favor, a lot man. of. I, I watch a decent amount of Did the Raiders post game, like little clips. It'll be it'll be interesting. And listen, you know, younger players, younger people are different than the older generation. And, and Antonio Pierce is a high like Tom Coughlin is this guy like he he has a bunch. of Marvin Lewis is now stationed with the Raiders. A bunch of like impressive guys like him. I just you know he does like Raiders <laughs> this thing the end of the game. Now maybe that's just. I don't know. It doesn't bug me. I just wonder if that's a little – that works in you know 2024. Uh, well, who does it have to work for? It just has to work for the guy signing the check. Yeah, yeah. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but – and the players. Yeah. Maybe once you play for the Raiders, you just kind of embrace, like, everyone hates us and <laughs> we're like the rebel. You just start to believe it. I know. Well, that's all they talk about. I know. So. I know. I think it's – yeah. Yeah. Andy's like, yeah, we're just trying to win Super Bowls here in Kansas City. I don't – fuck. I don't know about Let's fuck say, Buchanan and Lamar Hunt. We're just focused on now. Like, I we appreciate the pass, but we, shit, we need more skill guys. We need to be better. Raiders do finish with a couple of games that wouldn't feel great to lose. Let's
1: say you lose to KC. Colts on the road and then home against Denver. I, I mean – Both winnable, both losable. You think they should beat the Colts on the road? No, I don't think they should. I'm just saying – You know, you lose to Kansas City, you finish, you lose your last three games, you're going to finish, what, six and, is it going to be six? One, one, two, three, four, five. They're six and eight. They'd be six and 11. They've finished six and 11. Do you get a job for, I mean, ultimately he would have, when did he take over? Before the New York games? He beat the Giants and the Jets? I think so, yeah. Three wins? I don't know. Just you lose a little of the momentum that you built up. You win yeah. one of those games, feels pretty good. Seven and ten, yeah, I think that feels good. You get a job on seven and ten, I think.
2: <laughs> Standards are low. <laughs> get a job seven and ten. Do you not? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, Rich was fucking ten and seven and made the playoffs. They're like, get the fuck out of here.
1: I know. I think. I think that's what helps Antonio get the job. Is he feel like you know he didn't appreciate Rich when he had him in front of him.
2: It's like who'd Har- you beat the Chargers, the Jets, the Giants? Who'd you lose to? Anyone with a pulse?
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Did Harbaugh sign that contract? I, yet? I,
2: again, I'm not. I, I think Antonio Pierce, an impressive football guy. Like high level guys like him. And he was team captain, Super Bowl team. But part of it is this who you're gonna sign up for, even if you gave him a three year contract. Like that's pretty risky. Yeah. You're you're in a division, especially if if Andy, which he should, they're way better. Like Sean Payton kicks your ass, like you got to beat those two guys. So and who's What if the Chargers? I don't know. If it's not Harbaugh. Has Harbaugh signed the contract that said he's not allowed to interview for jobs? Would it shock you if like he reached out to the league and and he's interested in bringing Gruden back, and he says that if he Would doesn't not. get their blessing, he might do it again? Would not.
1: Would not shock me.
2: Would That shock awesome? you? No.
1: Yeah. The league's like he has to win 10 games or, or we're firing him for you. <laughs> we we get to monitor every email he sends. You can bring him back. Howie probably. Long. <laughs> At that point, just keep Antonio.
2: Yeah. but well, I, I mean, listen, I, I think there's probably a 50-50 shot as long as he just looks serviceable even in losses that he gets the job. Uh, if that happens, Antonio would have gone four
1: and five. First nine games were Josh. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven,
2: eight, nine, nine. I don't
1: know. So first eight games, first eight games. Yeah. So Josh was three and five. When and in his lo- I mean, they had
2: a loss where they only gave up three points. Good point. He's a defensive guy. Yes, that's that's impressive.
1: All right. On that note, uh, Merry Christmas, everybody. Thanks for Merry hanging. Christmas. Uh, someone just, Alex just dropped ten spot. how do you think Warner Greenlaw compared to Bowman Willis? Oh yeah. We've talked about that a little bit. Um, hard to beat Bowman. I don't think you can beat Bowman Willis.
2: No, I mean, to me, one thing that has played out over the course of the season is Dre is not on those guys level. Like if you want to put Warner in that category, no issue with it. I I think there is Bowman and Willis were running with the big dogs, right? And, And Fred has established himself. He's a big dog. Dre is a great physical presence. He's not nearly as good as those three. Uh, yeah, he's he's an excellent, Navarro ba- Navarro Bowman in his peak. I thought was like every bit as good as peak Patrick Willis. Now it was short. They're Navarro all number Bowman one. Was elite. <laughs> They're all number one linebackers, right? You're like Greenlaw is this Greenlaw's like an excellent lead? number two linebacker. Yeah, Greenlaw's is a good NFL, like a really good NFL linebacker. Like the Eagles would die to have Dre Greenlaw. Yeah. You're talking about, I mean, Willis Hall of Famer, Fred Warner headed to the Hall of Fame. Bowman won't go because his career was so short, but like, was just one of those careers. Like, remember how good Navarro Bowman was?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I do. Greg Green, last, like, I'm glad he's on the team. Yeah, hard to upgrade it from him. It's hard yeah, to upgrade can't. from him. Can't. No.
0: All right. On that note, later, everybody. Adios.